It's a plank show. We're on the ref. I am. Is KJ in studio? Is she is she rolled in yet? I don't want to make Coach wait at all. Uh, uh, I have not seen her. Okay, yet, okay, no. cool, cool. Thanks, DJ. Uh, as we come to you live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, which are mobile today, I am in uh, gorgeous Baton Rouge, watching traffic just backed up for miles to see in one direction and flowing smoothly in the other. Uh, from a distance, I can see Tiger Stadium. The lights on over at the LSU baseball facility on an overcast Tuesday as we prepare for, I would say, one of the more anticipated non-conference games that the Sooners have played. We did this last year where Oklahoma went to Kentucky. We did it the year before when Oklahoma went to Georgia. It's not some sort of quote-unquote preparation for the SEC, Oklahoma started his preparation for the SEC whenever Patty Gasso was hired as the softball coach. But it's it's unique to be able to head to some of these places that we haven't been. Oklahoma hasn't played here since 2015 and play some teams that you're going to see on the reg in the next couple of seasons. So we're going to have a lot from Baton Rouge today. I had, had a great – man, you know, you just – when you're on the road trip with teams, with baseball, and Toby's talked about this a lot, with softball, with diamond sports, you're usually in a place for more than a day. This is a very different kind of a trip because it's a get-in, get-out trip for diamond sports. Uh, and, and I'm sure KJ um, feels the same whenever you have a gymnastic uh, event like they have this week where you're at a place hopefully for you know three to four days as opposed to getting in the day before and getting out. But I bring it up because sometimes on these trips, you get an opportunity to really sit and, and, and hang and, and learn, right? And that's and I'm not here to try to be everybody's best friend or be Scoops McGillicuddy and have all the news and break it. I just – I want to learn. I want to be able to be ver- really educated about this team and this sport. And then you also want to be able to have a good time. I just got to tell you, man, I had one of the – more entertaining and best breakfasts I've ever had. I'm on a high. So how did I celebrate that high? By walking in my room here, and I don't even know what hotel we're in, walking in my room, uh, uh, Josh immediately spilling my coffee all over myself because the lid wasn't put on right, connecting to the wrong number with our equipment, and then panicking because I couldn't find the headphones which were – uh, sitting right next to me, which is by far the most embarrassing thing that can happen whenever you're like, where, where is this? What do I do with this? What? I just had it. It's right here, and literally you look, and it's right next to you. Or, Josh, you do the whole, you know, pat the pockets once. It's like, where's the keys? Where's the keys? Uh, and, and you look everywhere, and then you just do a little bit of a deeper pat. You're like, oh, oh okay, they're there in my pocket. So I went from having this incredible breakfast, having this great trip, to Panic City once I got in my room. And then I sit down, and that panic is ratcheted up. Is that the proper terminology? Another degree, because I've got Get Up On. This is kind of our, when we have one TV, this is our MO in the studio. It's, hey, we'll watch the Sports Center, then we'll watch the replay of Get Up, and if something breaks, ESPN will pop it underneath, and then we'll watch the next uh, Sports Center that comes on next. Did you have? Are, are you were you watching what Kendrick Perkins just said on Sports Center or on uh, Get Up? No. Good morning, Josh. How are you? This is the other reason 
for my anger and angst. Has Kendrick Perkins ever been right on a prediction? Ever. Think about it. I mean, I feel like every single time Kendrick Perkins says something, it's wrong. And and not even like close, but it's almost as if they celebrate how wrong he is. And he just said he he thinks the Lakers are going to the Western Conference Finals. Which means it was a good run this year, but LA's gonna lose tonight to Minnesota and then probably get beat by Minnesota or then get beat by Oklahoma City and they're probably going home. All because I can feel good about this, Josh, but when certain people pick your team to do something, you know you're doomed. So all this fun, even the frustration of not finding headphones, spilling coffee, I had a great breakfast. We're talking about I was watching the Waco show on Showtime last night. We were talking with uh, JT about trips, his first trips, talking with Poppy about uh, the, the, the resume and the impressive nature of the resume. But no, Josh, it all get, gets ruined because Kendrick Perkins is picking the Lakers to the Western Conference Finals. Now, some of you mock that and enjoy that because you love to see me in misery. Others of you laugh because you know there is no way in heck that it's going to happen. Well, now we know it's not going to happen because Kendrick Perkins picked it. How was your Monday night, Josh? All well in the Helmer household? It was a terrific Monday night. That is, uh, yes, harbinger of bad news for Los Angeles. We, I, I'm just sitting here ranting away. I didn't let Coach know that I was uh, on the road. Are you uh, – has she rolled in studio yet? No, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. Do, do you know what I will say? I think, too, they might, they might already be on their way down. They might already. I th- I think she said last week that they were leaving either Tuesday. They definitely would have to be down there by Wednesday, right? Because everything gets underway Thursday. So they they might already be in Fort Worth for women's gymnastics. Hey, re- regardless, we hope to hear from KJ Kindler coming up here in just a bit, man. I uh, what what tickled your fancy last night? What caught Josh's attention? In the sports world, because I would say, I would say last night with everything that we've had, you had the Masters, you had, uh, if you're into NASCAR, you had Bristol, all kinds of college softball and baseball this past week, and MLB heating up. I, I would say last night was a, a, a bit of a welcomed slow night in the sports world, wouldn't you? Yeah, and I was taken in the WNBA draft. Thoughts? Uh, I don't know that I have uh, in any massive thoughts i don't think it was a big surprise up top kind of went one two three okay like most people would have would have, would have thought right Aaliyah boston diamond miller than maddie segrist i have takes did you sit and watch from the beginning yeah i did i i'm gonna throw this out there and you tell me if you agree or disagree we don't always have to give someone a mic and just let them walk around and, like, freelance. I think it's okay to have set things. It makes it easy. It makes it a more comfortable. I, I love Holly. Holly's my girl. We work together. Did you see the walk around to the different tables and how cringe and uncomfortable that was? <laughs> yes. No, thank you. Okay, so you – I mean, I'm not bullying you into this, right? You felt the same way when you were watching it? Well, and I think a lot of people nationally did. I, I okay. saw people tweeting and talking about it. I, okay, so I feel like, I feel like this was rooted, and, and 
we watch sports, right? So they're, they're allegedly catering to us. They're allegedly giving us things that we want as sports viewers. And I think we all have opinions, right? We all watch games. We all watch show, shows. We know what we want to see. I, I have become a person, and I know this goes against what I do. Josh, I am no longer a pregame person. I don't need your pregame show. I don't want to – whenever the NFL on Fox comes on at 11 a.m., I'm not the dude that sits down and watches the 10 a.m. show. In fact, I think that 10 a.m. show is hot garbage. Um, I watch when Jay Glazer gives you the updates, and if I even catch that, I'm off. If I'm not, I follow it on Twitter. Um, Major League, I don't need a pregame show for the NBA. I, I feel like there's enough shows that go on all the time where I'm like, okay, this is good. I know that sounds – I'm all about pregame shows on the radio, Josh. <laughs> but I, I have now become start the game. Let, let's go start the game. And in instances like – and it's going to happen in – what is today's date? The 10th? 11th. It's going to happen in 16 days from today. They're going to have the NFL draft, and we're going we're gonna to mess around with all these different pre- – not just projections, but then 87,000 different stories. Right? What was the old joke about the NFL draft? Oh, congratulations. There's, um, uh, there's Johnny Jensen who just got drafted. Uh, great story. His mom just died two days ago, right? And they always have to have, like, this terrible thing that's happened. There's got to be some sort of drama. But I'm just – I'm like, let's go. Let's get the picks. Let's go. I think this started in NASCAR where they would have the grid walk and Michael Waltrip, which, by the way, that's incredibly uncomfortable, too. I mean, I'm watching that thing. I'm like, oh, my gosh, can we can we stop this? And maybe it was even – I've seen a bunch – I'm not a big F1 person yet. Uh, my, my new thing has been, you know how someone is an F1 fan, Josh? You know how you can figure out if someone's an F1 fan? How's that? They'll tell you. Yeah, exactly. Just wait five seconds and they'll tell you. <laughs> oh, you're into sports? Yeah. Oh, have you seen the F1 thing on Netflix? It's great, great. Um, but I, I just – it's okay to just start the broadcast, right? I, I'm sure there's diehard fans of of the Sooners and of, of what the ref does that, they, that when they listen to any of our shows, it's like, all right, listen, enough about your breakfast or enough about your trip or enough about your alarm clock. Just give me to the Sooner news. That's what you're here for. That's what you say. I'm sure there's a faction of fans that feel that way. So with all of that precursor, Josh, does that mean that I'm becoming an old man? Because I watched that last night, and I felt so terrible for Holly. It's almost as if they, they had the script out. It's like, all right, here's the plan. Just walk around and say a bunch of stuff. All right, go for it. It's like, what? I, I don't know in a TV broadcast if I've ever felt as uncomfortable for somebody as I did for Holly last night. It was bad, man. It was, a, it was bad. Another thing I'd like for the WNBA draft to do, you've got – 36 picks you don't have to say hey here's picks 25 through 30 let each player get their their moment and their shine I know that they're not there but have somebody come out and announce who the team drafted and go one by one oh that's what they did yeah like the the second and third rounds it's all right and here's picks 16 through 18 it's like what yeah you you don't have seven rounds and what would the NFL then be, 732, you know, close to 250 picks with all the compensatory picks that are in an NFL draft? There's one reason why people are watching to hear their name called. That's really bad, especially for a sport that spends so much time complaining about the way that they're covered. It's like, no, listen, dude, there was nothing else going on last night, Josh. 
What did what did ESPN have to race to? There was absolutely nothing going on last night. All right. Enough about the coverage. Uh, I just had to – can we get red? I, I, now I, I keep waiting for it. Here's here's what Toby or Kelly Collier or Bob Cunningham's like, J- Jacob Potter. Hey, we got this idea for the party at the Palace um, next year. Why don't you get a wireless mic and you walk around to the different food trucks and you just tell people what's going on there? <laughs> Would that be one of those moments where I'd finally stand up and say, yeah, no, we, I can't do that. <laughs> No way. I'm not going to end up walking around like Holly Rose. Like, oh, look at that dress. Are you excited? I don't want to be that guy. The Ashley Jones interaction. Oh, my gosh. I was like, oh, oh. Did they tell the people not to talk? It's like, all right, listen. Holly Rose is going to come around. Whatever you do, don't talk. Don't move. Don't do anything. When Holly Rowe comes by, cold shoulder. Remember, <laughs> cold shoulder. All right. We got a lot to get to on the show today, regardless of the less than stellar night in sports last night. Um, I am in SEC country, and this has been a, a very cool kind of learning experience over the last couple of years with the Sooners taking these trips with the knowledge that Oklahoma is going to be playing in these SEC environments beginning in the uh, 2024 football season. Um, I I've carved out just some some time today to talk about what Toby was bringing up, and that is the environment. It's not just softball, but obviously thinking about football and moving forward in the in the world of the SEC. Because at least by what the schedule looks like, and you know, barring some sort of inexplicable implosion, this will be the last trip that Oklahoma softball is going to take to SEC country until potentially next season. Right. I mean, they're not – we're going to Wichita. We're going to Tulsa next week. Um, we're at, what, up to Miami of Ohio this weekend and, be, and, and then Waco. So, in other words, I, I always find myself in a state of excitement and uh, kind of forward thinking and looking whenever we're in these environments. And you're like, okay, all right, this, this is what it's going to be like for the next ever in, in Oklahoma Sooner Athletics. So, I want to get into that a little bit. Josh, we do have play-in games, so I, I want to spend some time talking about whether or not it's been effective and if it's drawn you in. I know that's a little bit of a corny discussion, but the Thunder aren't in the playoffs right now without the play-in tournament. And do you even consider it in the playoffs, or do you have to win that game? Is this like the first four, in your opinion, in college basketball? Plus, as always, we love to hear from you. Uh, the text line is open, 405-651-3439. The Riverwind Casino jackpot line, if you want to pick up the phone and give us a call, 405-329-9000. And, of course, Josh and I, overly active on Twitter.com. I'm at Plank Show. Josh is at Josh on Ref. And everybody should follow us at KREF Sports. We're expected and hoping to hear from KJ Kindler as OU prepares to compete for a national championship. But when we come back, let's let's dive into what we learned about recruiting yesterday and some notes from the road as Sooner Softball gets set for a showdown tonight at 6 against LSU. It's all coming up on an action-packed edition of the Plank Show next. Right now of these four teams playing tonight, Josh Helmer, the NBA guru, NBA guru that you are, are you giving any of these individuals or any of these teams a chance to make a run tonight? 
Into tonight and beyond. Into t- Lakers, T-Wolves, obviously game one. Heat, Hawks, the other game. Either one of those teams that you look at and say, don't let them get hot. Yeah, I mean, I think Los Angeles, you, you have to because of LeBron James and Anthony Davis, you at least, you think about it. Miami, maybe. I mean, may- maybe those two. If I had to pick, it'd be, uh, it'd be the two home teams. Okay. What about you? What do you think? I just – I really think the T-Wolves are going to play out of their mind tonight. I really do. But then again, I mean, if you were to believe what LeBron James is selling you, then you would be all in on that the Lakers can make a run, right? Because what has LeBron James said consistently? We just got to get to the postseason and we got to be healthy. I. He was mad they made him play in the Clippers game, or at least he didn't have the option and – he said all the right things afterwards, but I was like, bro, you're going to have to play back-to-back so we can try not to be in this play-in tournament. But even LeBron James was like, nah, we just need to make the playoffs and be healthy. So if you were to buy that, then you would take the Lakers. I, when you have you know, two superstars, you should pick – you would think that would be the team. Oh, and a third superstar now when they added Tristan Thompson to the mix. Anyone? Anyone on the excitement of uh, Tristan Thompson to the to the Lakers? Nobody. I will say we missed one big story in the open, and I'll tell you why we missed one big story in the open, because I don't know what to think of it. And also, I understand that the mention of the L word tends to fire up and trigger a lot of people. Anytime you mention Lincoln. Or maybe I should say LR, Lincoln Riley, uh, whatever. What's Steely calling him now? Does he have a new name for him? <laughs> Is it still Mule Shoe? But uh, the, the, ver- the very first, by the way, I, I had to laugh because we all get the same text messages. And right before the very first text to this show, there's a text that said, Eric Church isn't cool. What? So, <laughs> You better watch it, man. You're going to end up getting blocked around here. You, you don't want to be saying such blasphemy as this. Uh, the 310 said, Cliff Kingsbury is now the quarterback coach at USC. Weird. And I, I, I'm the same way. Like, weird. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what to think of it. I don't know. I mean, first off, is he truly the quarterback's coach or is he an analyst? And if he's coming in as the quarterback's coach, is this a sign, right? Okay, we're, we're going down a very dicey, slippery slope here, so I'll be very careful. But is this a sign, Josh, that Lincoln Riley is realizing that to be a head coach, you know, maybe you're not going to be able to call the offense. Maybe it is as, as a head coach you're not going to be able to put as much into being the, the OC because you've got to start – paying attention to things like, oh, I don't know, your defense? Or is it just as simple as Cliff Kingsbury almost came to USC whenever he was hired by the Arizona Cardinals? Remember, he was the uh, he, he was the offensive coordinator. He was hired by USC to be their OC under Clay Helton whenever he got hired by Arizona. He had been fired by Texas Tech. So I, I didn't. I know this story broke late yesterday, maybe yesterday afternoon, but I'm not going to lie to you, Josh. I don't, 
I don't really know what to make of this or what to think of it. Or, you know, it's a big deal. You've got a former NFL head coach who has decided to, you know, and again, like I said, we don't even really know what that true role is. It just says from Pete Thamel's report, a role working with the quarterback. And if you're an analyst, it's not like you can have conversations with players or coaches on game days, even though everybody does it. So I, I'm i not going to lie to you. I didn't – I'm still trying to process this and exactly, and exactly what it means because I'm perplexed by this. I think a lot of people are. Base level, you, you've got somebody in Cliff Kingsbury that – well, knows a ton about offense. Sure, and at, that offense. Right. Has been a head football coach uh, in college in the National Football League. You can discuss the uh, successes or failures, and uh, there were plenty of failures there. Right. But this is somebody that uh, has been around. I mean, look, the guy's guy coached Patrick Mahomes and, right. uh, you know, a bunch of uh, bunch of other, you know, Kyler Murray. So it's, uh, it's a good hire. Whatever role it sure. is, it's a good hire. If uh, if it is Lincoln Riley being willing to relent a little bit on uh, complete control of the offense from a, a CEO standpoint, that's probably a good sign from USC. I don't sure. know that that is what's happening, but if it were, that would be. If I'm a USC fan, I'm excited about that. No, and you should be. I, I also there's so many different angles to this. Did you, if you truly believed, if you truly believed in your heart of hearts or whatever sources or buddies that anyone talks to, that Cliff Kingsbury was a candidate for multiple NFL coordinator openings, for multiple Division I offensive coordinator openings. If you were to believe that, and if that's the case, then this is shocking, right? That you would turn down being an, an OC somewhere to go, I don't know, you know, be – a quote-unquote quarterback's coach, though you're not truly the quarterback's coach. It doesn't look like he's being hired as an assistant, which, again, we still don't even know kind of the basis of what that role is going to be. And then number number two, I look at it and say, Cliff Kingsbury just basically made I – don't, I don't know what anyone considers generational wealth. To me, anytime you've got over 10 mil – Maybe to me, anytime you got over one million in the bank, that seems to be you know somewhat generational wealth. You know his kids, if he ever has any, his kids' kids are probably pretty set in some way, shape, or form for a while. So you could also look at it, Josh, as this is a dude that just made so much money with the with his NFL contract, with the way things went down with Arizona, even with his, what, didn't he get a pretty big buyout from Texas Tech, too, because there was a year left on his contract? Maybe it's just a situation where, hey, he wants to go work at USC. He was getting ready to go there anyway. And, oh, by the way, you get to work with the guy that you seem to like and you seem to have a really good relationship with. Oh, and by the way, the potential number one pick in the draft, Caleb Williams, is there. And if you're thinking about you know, wanting to get back to the NFL, then a team like, I don't know, the Raiders, who could end up with a top pick in the draft, might see Cliff Kingsbury as a guy that's worked with Caleb Williams, and if they end up with the first pick in the draft, it's, well, if we can't get Lincoln Riley to come coach with us, Cliff, what do you think? What do you think about coming up and helping Caleb Williams transition from the college game to the pro game? I don't, all these different things are going through my mind, and in the end, Josh, 
I, I don't know how to feel about that move. I don't know what I'm supposed to say or what we're supposed to think about. I'm not, it's not, there's by no means any, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Lincoln hired Cliff Kingsbury. It's nothing like that. It's just maybe more confusion by the move, right? Well, trying to figure out what, what yes, does it all mean. Uh, you know, offense was not USC's problem. So there's an argument to be made that Cliff Kingsbury is not necessarily an upgrade over Lincoln Riley calling plays, even though Lincoln Riley could uh, be more of a CEO type. I know right. as head coaches we say – well, they, they need to be focused on more of the complete picture. Well, if you're really, really good calling plays and you're better than Cliff Kingsbury calling plays, probably it's okay for you to be calling plays if you're Lincoln Riley. But that being said, <laughs> for Cliff Kingsbury connecting the dots, I think you might have hit it right on the money with those last couple of talking points. I mean, is this nothing more than Lincoln Riley's helping out a friend in the business and Cliff Kingsbury? Right. And, oh, by the way, for Cliff Kingsbury – Yes, this makes him a more attractive candidate, whether it's an offensive coordinator back in the NFL here in short order or as a head coach for somebody to say, you know what? Cliff Kingsbury's worked hand-in-hand directly, directly with Caleb Williams. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, what to, I don't know what to think of it. It is, it is – I, I had a good friend of the show reach out and say it is an analyst role. So if it's an analyst role – you're really limited in the amount of communication you can have on game day with players and coaches. Now, you can talk to them all you want leading up to the game. So, I mean, I don't even know if, if in that instance Kingsbury would be on the sidelines. Maybe, maybe Josh, they want – Lincoln Riley looks at it and says, I wouldn't mind having another eye up in the sky, and that could be Cliff Kingsbury. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's no different than, you know, Matt Wells and Seth Luttrell and what they're doing at Oklahoma. So, thanks, man. Thanks, Coach. But I'm just – I'm fascinated by this, Josh, and I and I didn't really – I thought we were going to have KJ in the open, so I didn't want to, like, start diving into this too incredibly deep because I do think there's a lot of layers to it. And, listen, I you – know, Travis just texted and maybe and made the best point of the day – he said Lincoln took one look at his team from last year and thought, if only the quarterback play was better. Let me go get Cliff. <laughs> uh, and, he's, and then Travis, I hope you don't mind me saying this, Trav, added in reality Cliff will be the USC head coach when Lincoln jumps to the NFL with Caleb. So maybe it's looking at it from a, a different perspective there. I don't, I don't know. But I'll tell you what, more than – more than anything else, Josh Helmer, it is it's one of those moves that just that kind of makes you think, okay, what's what's this mean? And I, I am the first person to push back on certain things, right? And it's nine thirty five. See this is why I was hesitant. I'm glad the texter brought it up. We had it earmarked for later in the show, but we can get into it here. I I'm the the Maybe the dude that pushes back against trying to read into everything, which I'm very guilty of, but I'm a firm believer that, hey, sometimes it's as simple as that guy wanted to coach there or that kid wanted to go play there or that person didn't want to do that anymore. There doesn't have to be some inner reason. I mean, there's still people to this day, to the day. Sorry, I'm waking my neighbors up probably next to me here at the Marriott. To this day. To this day that will 
argue with me that there had to be something more to Bob Stoops' retirement. I don't know, man. There's something more. Like, no, it's just he wanted to retire. (laughs) And if you've seen Coach Stoops post-retirement, I don't know if I've ever seen a man that looks happier and more refreshed. And I'm watching him coach in the XFL, and he just – I want to be Bob Stoops when I grow up, man. I want to. I want to have. Uh, I want to be that happy in what I do in my next life, and there doesn't have to always be more to it, right? There, that's my big sell on everything. Well, so and so transferred here. What's behind that? Well, he wanted to go transfer and play there. Oh, it's got to be more. Maybe not. I can't help but think there's something more here, Josh, and being. Being the, the, the person who pushes back against there's always a story behind everything, I just – something – I'm not saying sit doesn't sit right. I'm not saying that anything wrong is going on here. But just something has, has piqued my interest. Something got the old wheels going that this just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. This just doesn't seem to, to dive too in-depth, in my opinion, uh, in line with what – USC or, or Lincoln Riley would typically do or needs to do. It's definitely there's plenty of different ways you can interpret this. Whether it's as simple as hey he's helping a friend out with a job, which I think there's probably a, a strong argument to be made there. To uh, hey this is Cliff trying to ultimately get the USC job. To Lincoln Riley's giving up the reins. I mean, there's so many different ways you can feel about this. You guys have takes on this. I kind of figured you would. 405-651-3439. Let's start diving into those next. Um, We're hoping to hear from KJ today. If we don't, we'll catch her tomorrow. Obviously, OU Women's Gymnastics on their way to Fort Worth to compete for a national championship this weekend. Um, we've got, I've got tons of draft stuff. 10 a.m. I went through Dane Brugler's beast last night. We'll tell you where he has all the Sooners ranked And Chad Reuter rolled through his three round projection on NFL.com and several Sooners, including a surprise Sooner makes that list. We'll dive into it all coming up right here on the ref. Did you see the, uh, the counting crows are coming to town? They are, they're coming to the Riverwind Casino. I'm not going to lie to you. I think I want to go. Would you go see the County Crows? Sure. Absolutely. That sounds cool. <laughs> I wish I could. I got to share my wife and my text message exchange during the next break with you. Uh, me and Alex Jones are having a hell of a conversation right now. Um, I, by the way, I kid. I kid on that. I, I, I realize people listen. I got to start accepting, Josh, that people actually listen to this show. So it's not just you and me having a conversation off the air for three hours. People are actually listening and pay attention to what we say every now and then. It's amazing, isn't it? it, it it's borderline shocking. I want to I take care of uh, this person on the Air Comfort Solutions text line in the 816 area code. Uh, a former Sooner wrestler has texted about every single show wanting to know if there is any news on the wrestling head coach search. Heard there was a team meeting yesterday at 2 p.m. That's awesome. All Here's the only thing I have heard, okay, and this is – I'm going to be very careful with how I, I phrase this. Because I don't want to, I don't want to be giving away my sources, Josh. I, I got to be careful. All my wrestling sources. Uh, one of my buddies 
y'all probably know him, has a uh, member of his family that's being recruited. And unfortunately, his trip had centered around the time when a move was made, but they didn't cancel the visit and pull out. They still, they were still making their recruiting visit. Does that make, does that make sense? They they were coming. Lou Rizzali was 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 hosting him, and then come to find out, uh, OU and Lou, you know, Lou resigned or OU moved on. However you want to view the way that that was phrased, but this person, this high profile recruit, was probably on the verge of saying, "Yeah, I'll wait," and then decided not to. It's like, no, no, I'm coming. So I I don't know if that means something is imminent. Uh, I'm not going to lie here and tell you that I'm in the wrestling world like I would be if there was a softball vacancy somewhere or uh, a, a, obviously a college football or a, or a college basketball vacancy. But I, I feel like I feel like that they're going to make a big-time hire. SEC wrestling does not exist. But wrestling is still very important to the University of Oklahoma, its history, and its tradition. So I'm sorry that's a very generic and vague update, but that's that's what we've heard. That's what we've seen. Um, but I got to tell you something. There is a a lot of a lot of buzz about a couple of names. I would be looking at the West Coast. I'd be looking at the Pac-12. And then it's funny because we don't even know where wrestling is going to be, right? I would assume it's going to stay in the Big 12. Big 12 is a pretty good wrestling conference. But, yeah. Uh, huh. Interesting. A couple of interest, Interesting, Josh. A couple of intriguing names on this vacancy. All right. You want to hit some text on this Lincoln Riley hiring of Cliff Kingsbury? Let's hear from the people. Cliff Kingsbury. All right. Uh, 405-651-3439 from the 816. I'm with Travis, guys. I thought the exact same thing about Cliff being promoted to head coach when Lincoln Riley leaves. Again, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily buy into that. But you start thinking about the teams that could have a top five pick in next year's NFL draft. You think about a place like Vegas. I mean, I, I love the Raiders. I mean, I, I bleed silver and black. We are not very good. And there's a part of me that almost wonders if our roster has been set up to fail. Like some of these moves, I'm thinking, what are we doing? I have no clue. <laughs> why, why would we sign that? There's a few moves that you like, right? Like Jacoby Myers or Devontae Adams could be fun. That sounds good. But they've still ignored their two biggest weaknesses, Josh. They haven't brought in another edge rusher, and they haven't shored up their offensive line. You're not going anywhere without it. So I think about Vegas as a team that could have a, a top-five pick next year. And if they have a top-five pick, what are they going to need? A new head coach. And what would be better than bringing in the guy who had coached the potential number one pick from day one, right? Um, who else? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a great example. Though we all want to see Baker do well, right, Josh? If Tampa Bay ends up with a top pick in next year's NFL draft, then that could be a really interesting head coach quarterback combo, right? Because Todd Bowles would likely be gone as their head coach, especially if they drop that far. Good spot for Lincoln. Help me think of another 
couple of teams that might stink this year. Um, I don't want to put Seattle there. Indy just hired a coach, so I don't think they would go. Tennessee. Tennessee is a fascinating place. Now, some are projecting Tennessee to move up and try to get a quarterback this year in this year's draft. But if the bottom falls out and they end up with the number one pick, then, Josh, you know, you're looking at places. I just mentioned three right off the top of my head without looking at the standings. You're looking at places that, in addition to probably going out and getting a a, a top-flight quarterback, are probably going to be looking for a coach. So I'm intrigued. I'm not sitting here saying that's what I think is happening here. But maybe, you know, maybe Lincoln has looked at it and said, all right, listen, I'm not going to be able to get another guy like – I'm not going to be able to get another guy like Caleb Williams. Uh, this is this is that dude. I've always wanted to coach in the NFL. I know it would only be what would that be two years into to USC on a what ten year deal or whatever they gave him. But we'll leave him in good hands. So I'm off to the NFL. Right? I I, I don't know if that's the case, but it will set up some fascinating scenarios if any of those teams mentioned are the top pick next year. Well. I don't think you mentioned this team, did you? I'd be, I'd be on the lookout for the Chargers, maybe as well. If they Chargers are a good one, but they have Herbert, though. Exactly. I, I, I mean, that's a oh. pretty attractive guy to go coach, is it not? Oh, oh, wait a minute here. I see what you just did. Instead of the Caleb coach combo. Yeah, I don't you... think it has to be that necessarily. Okay, okay, okay. I good, think good. that's probably most likely, but I wouldn't rule out because of the fact that. You don't have to totally relocate. That's something that you'd have to at least consider. But the the Cliff Kingsbury thing, too, do you, are you locked into the idea that there's definitely an end game? I mean, couldn't it be as simple as for somebody yes. like Cliff Kingsbury, I've been a head coach, I've gone through all these different pressure situations, and let's call it what it is. For him, an analyst role is a really easy job. Easy in, job. In, in a pretty good spot, right? Easy job. Easy job. Uh, fun job, too, probably. You go from – that's what I was saying earlier, Josh. I always am a believer in there's not always more to the story. Maybe it's as simple as Cliff Kingsbury talked to Lincoln Riley, and they said, hey, I've got this spot. I'd love for you to come hang out. Low stress. The things you love about football, you know, quarterback play. You and I, from everything I learned, and this is not breaking news, Lincoln was always real weird about game planning. You would go into games and no one on the staff would know what the first play of the game was going to be. It wasn't necessarily a collaborative effort. So maybe, you know, in this, he doesn't have to worry about it too terribly much because you know how – Lincoln is. I don't, maybe it's just an escape from the rigors of being an NFL head coach or the rigors of being someone that has to recruit. Maybe it can be that simple, Josh. But what fun is that? There has to be more to this. I know. Uh, good point. That's too fun. That's too. That's no fun. That's too easy. All right. We owe you a break. It's 9.51. Well, can you, our big topic has become the hiring of Cliff Kingsbury at USC and what's it mean. Coming up at the top of the hour, uh, NFL draft, mock drafts galore, but Dane Brugler released his beast. We'll tell you where the Sooners landed on that list next right here on The Ref. Does that make me a bad person, Josh? No, I I, I don't think okay. so. Not, not in my book. 
I mean, all I want to do is drink a Bud Light. I'm just, I'm to- it's, a, it's a joke. I was talking about my father-in-law. It's a joke. Uh, welcome back into the playing That's show. That's a polarizing right topic that you uh, just brought up right there. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I, I, can I tell you what's made me the maddest about that whole thing? Or just maybe I should rephrase that. What made me mad about the whole thing was the marketing director her, in her interview where she said, and we just are trying to get rid of this stereotype around Bud Light that it's just some fraternity guy's beer. And I'm like, ma'am, it's it's Bud Light. There's Remember when we were talking about things you don't have to overthink? You don't have to overthink Bud Light, man. It's it's not that complicated. Trying to get rid of this stereotype. It's like, it's, well, I mean, it's, I wouldn't work too hard against that stereotype. It's a good portion it, of the it, business. It, 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 it's doing okay, right? And um, it just, yeah. But that was the only thing that I was like, wait, hold on. That's that's me. That's my beer. How dare you? How dare you say that it's just for fraternity boys and whatever? Proud Sigma Chi, let's go. Yeah. No, we were talking about my in-laws. And I love my I love my in-laws. I'm one of the, I might complain about them, but I love them. I love it when my father-in-law shows up and asks me a sports question that I'll never get asked on this show. Oh, because 99.9% of those sports questions revolve around – and Brian knows it if he's listening. You know, Brian, man, 99.9% of those questions, you know what they revolve around, Josh? What's that, the Raiders? How much money does that guy make? What's he make? Oh, yeah. What's that guy make? That's an important, important question. Speaking of that, really? Really? He makes that for playing basketball. Yeah. Yeah, pretty wild, isn't Did you it? you miss those free throws? You know, sometimes he is dead on with them. Really? Hey, by the way, speaking of um, of numbers, TV ratings high for the Masters. We'll get to them coming up in a bit. But I went through Dane Brugler's beast. I want to tell you where he's projected some of our Sooner players. And Chad Reuter's uh, three-round mock draft is out. We're talking NFL draft. More on the text line from the Cliff Kingsbury hiring at USC as well next right here on The Ref.